Toad's top five because ten is too many. Toad's top five because Stubbs is too busy. Toad's top five, I don't know what he's up to, but he's clearly busy. So let's talk about some tunes, cause it's Toad's top five. Kind of sounded like Kiri, Kiri Elizabeth. Kiri Elizabeth. Welcome, 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 welcome to Tove's Top 5. I just realized that in the last episode, which was the Madonna episode that I completely forgot, there were two honorable mentions. There won't always be, you know, it's not a automatic, but I did want to mention borderline, which borderline missed the top five. Thank you. Clever. I know. I know. And then I'd like to say that uh, like a prayer also made the honorable mention. Now, this is not the like techno dance version of like a prayer. This is the original version big difference the original had that crazy amazing bass line and had a little bit more groove to it whereas the later remix was more of like a dance track with sort of that repetitive techno dance beat and the original is the one that would make on a real mention not the other one but hey we're not talking about madonna anymore we're talking about something new and different not really new now but newer and certainly the newest band that we've covered on uh, Tove's Top 5 yet, because we've done some 80s and some 70s. And now we're going to do a group that I would think most people are at least familiar with, or at least familiar with how it came about. It started in 2004 by a guy named Tom DeLong, who most people know as the guitar player and co-lead vocalist of the band Blink-182. And this was his second side project, you know, in his quest to sort of expand artistically beyond just the world of pop punk, power punk, power pop, whatever you want to call it, with Blink. And his experiment became something that sort of started as a super group and then kind of became like a solo project and now is more just like a, a bona fide band, almost kind of a duo with Elon Rubin, um, but more so just a, you know, kind of modernized band. And there's a little context to this because obviously Blink-182 has reunited for like the fourth time and and is currently on tour, a band that obviously has been through a lot in regards to the plane crash and subsequent health issues you know for drummer travis barker and then of course the recent uh cancer diagnosis of mark hoppus which all things seem to be good and well there with his health so that's great for mark but tom always had a artistic side 
and a side of wanting to sort of branch out and uh, and do some things that that differentiated from anything we had heard from him previously. And his first go at that was Boxcar Racer, uh, a side project actually with Travis Barker. That kind of explored a little bit more of a sort of more post-punk, you know, um, it was a cool project, but I don't think it went all the way to where Tom wanted to take things experimentally. He saved that for the side project that would come thereafter. And I don't even think he'd consider it a side project anymore. I think he'd just consider it his project. And that is Angels and Airwaves, which then became part of a greater company. It's almost like the public image limited thing. You know, it's not just a band, it's a business, you know, with the to the stars company that Tom formed. And he's done everything from music to films to UFO research. This guy's all over the board. But it's really the branch out really kind of started with Angels and Airwaves. So we'll spend a little bit of time on that group and on the top five. But first, let's give you an album worth mentioning. I will now sell five copies of the three EPs by the Beta Band. This is a new release from, I mean, certainly a group we've talked about before, but it's Noel Gallagher of Oasis fame with his high flying birds project. They just put out a new album called council skies. I have no idea how it is. Haven't listened to it yet. I'm a little concerned that he's gone in a festival rock direction, but you know, as we've seen with blink 182, I don't know, maybe we'll see Oasis decide to get it back together. You know, get out there, play some stadiums, make some scratch, make some people happy. You know, I don't see why not. It might suck, but Give it a listen. We'll all we'll all give it a listen together, and we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. So that's the album worth mentioning. Now, Tom DeLonge decides in the middle of two thousand the two thousands that he wants to, in addition to Boxcar Racer, which had previously put out one record, that he wants to completely go on his own, away from Travis, away from Mark, and create Angels and Airwaves, which really started as a super group that included. Uh, members from other bands, most notably uh, Adam Willard of The Offspring, as well as uh, the guy from 30 Seconds to Mars, the guy from the band Thrice. That since sort of went away and it became sort of Tom's thing. And then after the Love Project, which was a film and double album, you know, Tom wanted to take it in a new direction and brought in Elon Rubin, who had previously played with a lot of different bands, Nine Inch Nails, Paramore, Lost Profits, to be specific. He also has his own project called The New Regime, which is very good. I mean, he's a uber talented dude and I think brought a lot to the Angels and Airwaves sound, starting with the album The Dreamwalker. I haven't really liked what they've done of recent as much, but The Dreamwalker is a standout. And you know, it's a band that has always had a little bit of a consistent, I mean, Tom definitely knew exactly what direction he wanted to take this thing. There's a lot of um, digital delay type sounds. There's a lot of whimsical sounds. The entire project has a, a lot of concept, you know, narrative to it. And it revolves around space and it revolves around military and it revolves around young love stories. It's It's all... Very cool. I got way into it. 
you know, I got way into the Ava, by the way, angels and air Ava is short for angels and airwaves. It's a long story it involves his daughter, but basically that's how it's stylized and that's how it's often referenced. But I got way into the thing, you know, starting a few years ago and frankly still am. I, I think it's a extremely cool project. There's seven studio albums. There's a bunch of EPs and a bunch of sort of one-off recordings. And my, my memory of, of seeing them in concert is notably around the time where they first came out, I saw them open for Weezer and it was like, oh, that's Tom, you know? And then it was like, whoa, is this different than Blink? And that you could tell the atmosphere and the ambiance they were trying to create. And I thought it was pretty cool. You know, a lot of people were like, you know, just wanting him to play like Blink-182 crap. And I was like, this is awesome. You know, screw you guys. And then I did see them more recently touring the uh, Life Forms record, which is their most recent. If you haven't, you know, gotten into this thing, um, give it a shot. I'll tell you, there's a big fan out there, a celebrity fan. Dale Earnhardt Jr. loves Angels and Arrows. In fact, if you ever... By the way, Dale Earnhardt Jr. has turned into this like great broadcaster and podcast host. He has an amazing podcast. Even if you don't really like NASCAR, like it's just cool. His podcast is very neat. But he has an Angels and Airwaves sticker on his laptop at his, you know, when he posts up and does his podcast, you can see the the lid of his laptop and he's got Angels and Airwaves. And he, and he tweeted a bunch about how much he loved the Dreamwalker and a few other records. So, you know, if you don't like these guys, that's fine. Dale Earnhardt Jr. loves them. This company called To The Stars is based in Carlsbad, California. I've actually been by the, I was on a business trip many years ago. This is even before my current job, which is located in San Diego, but I was there for a business trip and made it a point to cruise by and uh, they had a little shop and, you know, I didn't get to see Tom. I was kind of semi-stalking just to see if maybe he'd walk in and out of the building, but wasn't, wasn't quite that lucky. It's a pretty cool thing to check out pretty cool thing to get into and um what do you say we plow through the top five let's go for it all right well these guys have a little bit of a tighter catalog than I mean, shoot, the three groups we've already gone through, that being Prince, Julie Dan, and Madonna had a very wide catalog. And these guys have been at it for 15 years now, but, you know, a little bit of a tighter, you know, set of albums to kind of plow through here. The first two albums that came out before The Love Project were really two very acclaimed records. Uh, the first was called We Don't Need to Whisper. The second was called I Empire. And... uh and, and you'll see, you know, a couple songs from each here on the top five. But let's kick it off with our first selection. Number five. Number five. Please call me Johnny Five. Johnny, you have taken name for yourself? Track number six, which comes off the 2007 release, I Empire. This was the second single off the record. And the first selection on Toast Top Five, Secret Crowds. All 
always really love the way things build with this band. Um, you know, it's, it's really all about atmosphere and the effects never really seem overdone. Um, and here on this second record, I empires where they really started to kind of bulk up the sound. They played this song, um, at the show I was talking about when I, when they opened for Weezer and I remember this song distinctly. It was kind of like, Oh man, like these guys are really good. This is really cool. <laughs> Even with Tom's shortcomings singing live, which we're all fairly familiar with. I remember the song really being a standout. very anthemic I, you know I think it's uh, it kicks off side two of I Empire and uh, does so in really driving fashion you know these guys really knew how to I guess Tom specifically really knew how to create atmosphere through these Angels and Airways music so this is off their second record number five Secret Crowds is our first track on Toast Top 5 Fine shot. Uh, oh, I should have yelled too. So one of the cool things about this group is, you know, they, they obviously have the albums, but when you kind of dig in pretty deep, you know, there were EPs and there were, you know, seven inch releases and 12 inch release EPs and these type of things. And th there's really quite a bit of material. And it does kind of vary here and there, you know, and everybody that are fans of these guys kind of, you know, have their own, you know, sort of favorite time periods and, and those sorts of things. Track four comes to us from, it was a little bit more under the radar because it wasn't featured on one of the records, but it was on one of their EPs called Chasing Shadows, which was actually their third EP. It came out in 2016. In addition to music and films and UFO research and all these things that Tom's To The Stars company does, they also uh, released uh, a series of books under the, it was actually under the title Secret Machines, Secret with a K, not to be confused with the amazing band. And Tom co-wrote these books and put out these sort of companion soundtracks to the books is very is one big art piece here this whole thing which is part of when you get into it it's pretty neat but this project was a very sci-fi military love story kind of all wrapped up into one this was kind of the basic vibe that you got from most of angels and airwaves and to the stars material number four on Tof's top five comes in with just a blistering track which is the final track on the chasing shadows ep called Chasing Shadows. Eighteen in a wicker basket, red cape in an open casket, tied up to a broken lever. If I move, it hurts forever. I am not that host, but I want her. 
So this would have been after uh, Elon Rubin came on board. So this is a couple years after the um, record, The Dreamwalker. And, you know, things were getting a little bit electronic, but still maintaining, you know, the instrumentation. And I mean, the, this this group, this project never really lost its voice. But this is certainly during an era where things started to get a little bit more influenced by Ruben in a good way. Sometimes you get these these EPs and you're not sure if it's filler or especially companion pieces to uh, books in this case. And you're kind of wondering if there's going to be any strength to it, you know, or any highlight tracks. And, you know, I don't I don't know how Ava uh, fans, hardcore Ava fans feel about the EP or the track Chasing Shadows. But one of my favorites obviously comes in. At number four. So I mentioned the Dreamwalker and one of the notable things here, as you've heard on the big podcast from time to time, we've talked about our albums of the year. And in 2014, this was a, an extremely easy choice uh, the first album where Tom brought in uh, Elon Rubin and uh, boy, what a great collaboration this turned out to be. You know, I think many would note particular strength with the Dreamwalker and uh, number three on Tuff's top five is from that 2014 record and it is track four, Tunnels. Has a nice driving beat to it. You know, Elon Rubin, you know, at his core is a drummer. He's a multi, you know, instrumentalist, but he primarily is a drummer. And you can really tell that percussive element that he brought to the Dreamwalker and that he brings to the live performance. And Tunnel's obviously really relying on a strong backbeat here with some pretty heady emotional, you know, progressions musically and vocally coming on top of it. Powerful tune, you know, as as there were many uh, within this project. But I, Tunnels is really a high point. I mean, but the Dreamwalker is an outstanding album. One of those that if you if you want an entry point into these guys, I'd start with the first one. But then I wouldn't, you know, take too long before you get to this because it was really the evolution of the project. Great stuff there. Takes you to another chorus and then out tunnels. 
a fantastic song. I mean, the fact that that comes in at number three shows how strong this list really is. And obviously, it was kind of tough to figure out how to work the top three, as you'll see from these next two songs. But Tunnels comes in at number three. Utah, give me two. This one, I remember uh, actually Nubs, who's 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 busy. He's a busy guy. All right. So let's just all keep that in mind. Uh, came to me at one point and said, you know, the Blink-182 guy has this new project and he, they put out their first, their first song, their new song. And he's like, holy shit, you got to hear this thing. Uh, it's special. You never get sick of it. Why, seeing them play it live is, is an experience. It's a pretty amazing listen. And this was really the song that I think forced people to take notice that this project of Tom's was pretty unique, you know, pretty original and certainly had atmosphere and feel that was going to lead to something that could be around for a while. And you look 18 years later and uh, it's still around. And a lot of that has to do with the way it all started. And the way it all started was with the aptly named The Adventure. I don't think it overstates it to say this is a just an iconic intro and one that uh, many have heard, even if they're not sure they've heard it, because I think it's been used in a lot of different forums in mainstream sports, pump up background, whatever it is. You're getting something special here with the adventure. It's insanely good. It's still insanely good. Uh, Even, you know, this many years later. And what an effort to jumpstart this thing. It's track four on their first record, We Don't Need to Whisper, that came out in 2005. And, you know, the intro is great, but if you don't have an amazing rest of the song to back it up, it doesn't matter. And this thing goes on to be great all throughout. If you haven't, uh, just pull up a clip, any clip of them playing this live. I mean, everything they do from the, you know, light show to the stage effects to the way, you know, Tom and the band perform it is just unbelievably cool. Even if you don't like the band, even if you don't like the song, I think it's one of those things that you can appreciate. But The Adventure, a very special song for those guys always will be and forced people to take notice that. You know, Tom is more than just a uh, power punk one and done with Blink-182 and that this project was going to have some legs to it. Still just an amazing listen 
after all these years. Now, how can that be beat? Very difficult, but there is one song as part of the Love Project, the double album project, which tops the list. It's a good thing. It's the best. The Love album and the accompanying film was released on Valentine's Day of 2010 with huge hype from Ava fans, and it delivered top to bottom. It's outstanding. But the number one track on Tof's Angels and Airways top five, and it is the outstanding shove. thing has such a great groove um you know there were times in the first two albums where the sound and the direction and the atmosphere i wouldn't say it started to sound all the same but you were looking for a little bit of variation whether it's rhythmically or groove wise or feel wise um from the love project and uh, and i think shove was a big track to symbolize that Great, just four on the floor, you know, throughout the chorus. Um, great drum performances, typically on. I think all the best Angels and Airwaves songs, that especially the top five we've walked through, all have really important drum elements. Um, this was pre-Elon Rubin, so this was um, with some different. Actually, Adam Willard was on this one, but it's a it's a great drum performance and. You know, it kind of has, uh, I mean, this is very theatrical record because it goes hand in hand with the album. Um, and this song kind of has that feel to it where it kind of takes you in the twists and turns, especially the pre-chorus into the chorus. So while it takes quite a bit to knock off uh, the adventure from the pedestal, Shove comes in at number one, coming off of a very strong top five. Now, the interesting thing about this is there really weren't any honorable mentions. So this is uh, probably a, an example of, you know, an amazing starting five uh, with maybe not the greatest bench. And that's not to say that they don't have other great songs. They they certainly do. But establishing that cluster as the top five wasn't terribly difficult. Figuring out whether, you know, whether one or the other should go as number one was kind of the most difficult part. But no honorable mentions for this. But 
a very interesting band, a very, very interesting project. And for those of you that are heading out to see uh, the new, newly reunited and healthy Blink-182, make sure to check out some Angels and Airwaves as well. So without any honorable mention and without anything else to add, I believe that to be a wrap on this Southern California-based artist who, in addition to making great music and great art and great multimedia support for his company and his various projects, he has also claimed to have more information on UFO activity. Tom actually says he's worked with the federal government on some of this stuff. So, you know, how rock and roll is that? For crying out loud. That is it. Highlighting Angels and Airwaves, a group that hopefully you can check out if you haven't already. Appreciate it as always, guys. It's great to have you tune in. Really appreciate it. And we'll see you for the next one on Toast Top 5.